It's six o'clock. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy in San Francisco. Yay! All the comedians are here, and they all want to do jokes, and that's how that's going to work, and then we're going to get started. All right. Your first comedian, he's got a lot of energy. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion, everybody, for Jared Senna! Keep it going, everybody. Keep it going, everybody. Come on! Start this open mic right. All right. Oh, thank God this thing is off because I am loud as fuck. <laughs> oh, it's on? All right, all right. I like to be loud because I need to make up for how short I am somehow. You know, it works great for performing. I don't really need a microphone. I just talk normally. You know what doesn't really work well being loud? When you're trying to have sex with someone. Yeah, turns out yelling more does not help you find the clitoris. <laughs> no, no, the only thing yelling more during sex is going to accomplish is not only are you still sexually disappointing, but your neighbors know it too. They know I'm sexually disappointing because the yelling I'm doing is followed by an even louder vibrator noise. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little dog. To be precisely, if I, I'm like a pug. If I was an animal term, in a dog, if I was a dog, I know that because I have a pug. I have a little puppy pug, cutest thing in the world. Like, I'm like a pug because you know I'm like super short. My body's all fucked up, and I like to shit in my sister's bed whenever she leaves her door open. Yeah, man, uh, some people say I'm a bad brother, but you know what? That's what she gets for staying in the bathroom shower for too long. I need to take a shit soon, you know? What else I got here? Oh, yeah, I was popular in high school. Oh, oh, someone, we have an unpopular person in the audience. Okay, okay, I still have a popular mentality, so I might bully you after this. Yeah. Back in the day, I was known as the kid who got hit by a car. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you get known throughout the school if you get hit by a car, turns out. Yeah, if you show up to lunch with like in a wheelchair and cast all over your body, yeah, people are going to notice you. You know, like, I, I broke, it was a real thing that happened. I broke my left wrist and I broke, I fractured my right knee still wasn't enough to convince my Asian parents not to go to school the next day. <laughs> yeah, man, I couldn't even pick up a pencil or could barely walk. But you know what? It was also the first time in my life where the girls in school noticed me. So, you know, I was mad that I got hit by a car. I was more mad that I recovered. Like, damn, man, now I got no bitches. I'd rather not walk then like not then like not have any bitches cuz like I walk and I don't have any bitches it sucks oh my god <sighs> I'm a little on edge guys I just got fired recently yeah it sucks but you know what I stood up for myself thank you this person I was working with was being an asshole so I had to be the person to tell it to his face that he was I looked that person in the eye, and I told that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, man, 10 minutes into tutoring this kid, he calls me a horrible tutor. I was like, kid, I smoked a joint before I got here. I'm sorry I don't know the difference between a metaphor and simile either. Oh, man. You know what? People, people give me shit because, because I yelled at him. Like, first off, like, why am I, what, because they're younger than me, I'm supposed to be the bigger person? First off, most 12-year-old children are already fucking bigger than me. All right, thank, all right, that was uh, the end of my bit. I give it up for Pam Benjamin, give it up for Mutiny Radio, and also these two people la- only laughing at my set. Keep thank it going you, everybody. Huh? For Jared Senna, yay! All right, it's happy hour, everybody. And coming up next, he's a favorite here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Dan Lewis, yay! Cool, how's it going? How we doing, guys? Doing all right today, doing good. Yeah. A lot of people want me to chime in a couple weeks ago on the whole slap situation because of... Uh, because of Jada Pinkett Smith, because I'm a member of the bald community. It's part of it. I feel like I should have something to say. I did have a couple jokes about it. People, they kept telling me, they're like, listen, that's different. You shouldn't joke around. She had alopecia, okay? I'm like, what difference does it make how she got here, okay? We're in the same situation. Maybe like if you're missing a foot, you saw another guy missing a foot. You're like, you know how it is, brother. And he's like, diabetes, huh? And you're like, no, train accident. And he's like, well, I guess you don't know how it is then. <laughs> Get out of my face, you know? Got a new roommate, guys. Uh, he's getting gay divorced, and uh, you know that's 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 the ancillary downstream effect of gay marriage. He's getting gay divorced, and uh, most recently, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm cleaner than this guy, and I'm a better cook than this guy. I think I might be gayer than this guy. But then he made some curtains, and he was like, checkmate. I'm like, all right, fine. There he is. <laughs> he's sitting in there right now. Uh, uh, yeah, man, when I was growing up, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, uh, you know, and back then everybody was like, you know, all dads were homophobic, you know, they were like afraid your, their sons are going to be gay, you know, and like, like early on, when I was young, my, my dad would be like, uh, I'm just going to wait for Denise, because no one was even listening to that joke just now. No, 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 get settled in by all means. <laughs> sit down. No, 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 sit down. Be careful, there's a single P placed under that seat in the... Nobody knows the princess and the pea uh, story. That's the problem with that. That was a good joke, I assure you. I'm just joking around. How's it going, Denise? Just goofing around. Yeah, oh. And I was saying, like, yeah, when I was growing up, grew up in the 70s and 80s, and all dads were homophobic back then. Like, they were afraid their sons were going to be gay, you know. And uh, my dad was no different. You know, when I was young, he was like, listen, I don't want you ever bringing home a guy. And I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm six years old. I don't even know what that means, you know. But that society got a lot more tolerant, you know, and he, along with it, you know, he didn't get all the way there, though. And he was still my dad, so he was like, a little bit later, he was like, listen, I don't want you bringing home a guy who's a top. All right? Nah, I didn't raise no bottom. I tell the guys the Elks Club, no gay son of mine's gonna take it in the ass for some gay guy. My gay son's gonna be the one wrecking gay guys' assholes. That's my boy. A lot of people complain about technology in ways that I don't really understand, you know, like, like the, you see people be like, the other day my friend was like, hey man, I hate that I use this GPS, I rely on this GPS, I used to know how to get around and I rely on this thing. It's like, yeah, that's, that's good, isn't it? You can use that brain space for something else now, you used to have to spend on that. 
Imagine being that way for the toilet. That's a piece of technology. No one's like, oh, man, I hate it. I used to find a spot, dig a hole, shit in it, cover it up. Now I rely on this thing. Uh, you always hear about method actors, uh, like sort of getting into character, and they have to act that way all around the set. Daniel Day-Lewis, famously. He walks around set, everybody's got to carry him around because he's supposed to be disabled, or he acts like a total asshole to everybody. No one ever is method acting in a way that's positive for the community, you know? It's not like, oh, I was preparing for this role, I picked up trash at the park for six months. Um, what was I going to say about... Uh, anybody else have uh, trouble spelling the word diarrhea? I do. I can't. For some reason, and I, you know, like the GPS, I need my computer to help me do it. You know, which is kind of a shame because usually if you have to spell it, it's usually kind of an emergency. You're like, I don't know, diarrhea. There's a Y in there somewhere. I don't know. It's tough. Diarrhea is tough to spell. It's easy to do, but tough to spell. Right? Poo, poo is kind of medium to do, but easy to spell. Constipation is the toughest one. You have plenty of time, but it's kind of medium to spell. They should align these. The word for constipation should be diarrhea. And the word for poo should be constipation. And the word for diarrhea should be poo. In accordance with this. Doctor's like, what's the problem? You're like, I don't know, poo, poo. All right. Uh, everything else is long. Did I hear the horn yet? Fuck. All right. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate listening. Dan Lewis, everyone. So much potty talk tonight. That's fun. Uh, before I got here, I went number two. It curled around the bowl. You guys, I went number six. All right. More potty talk. Your next comedian. I hope she's wearing a midriff. Put your hands together for Denise Lee. Yes. Not here to disappoint you, Pam. Here I am. Here I am. Uh, so I'm not a cool person. Like some of my friends are so cool though. Like I don't know what they're talking about. Like today I was talking to my friend and I was like, what's your favorite band? And she was like, car seat headrest. Those are vehicle accessories. <laughs> okay, like that's, that's, that's not people. Uh, turns out it is a real band though. She was like, so what's your favorite band? And I panicked. So I tried to sound cool and make some shit up. So I was like, uh, airbag seatbelt, you know? I was like also in the vehicle territory. Oh, you haven't heard of them. They're very up and coming. Really support safety features. I just read a book called Whistling Vivaldi. Uh, has anyone read that book? Yeah, no one ever has. I don't, I should, I should just take that out. No one ever has. So this book is about racial stereotypes, right? And the author, a black man, uh, says that walking outside at night, white people would look visibly scared and avoid him. So to seem less threatening, he would whistle classical music like Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Those must have been some really brave white people, okay? Because I'd still be terrified seeing this black dude walking down the street whistling classical music because anyone whistling alone at night is a serial killer, obviously. Especially if it's Vivaldi, okay? Like, only serial killers know the entirety of classical pieces by memory. Okay. I think that whistling is probably part of the serial killer process. You know, like, whistling Vivaldi is like the warm-up on his way to do his business, and then after a very successful dismembering, he celebrates walking home whistling some shit like uh, heads, shoulders, knees, and toes, something like that. 
so, uh, so I have plantar fasciitis, and for, oh my God, thank you so much. Plantar fasciitis, and so because of that, I can't really run anymore, so I've had to find alternative methods of locomotion. So I've gotten very into uh, galloping these days. <laughs> Peter, every time, <laughs> you're the most supportive of that joke. <laughs> like, like, I can't say shit like, oh, I got to run to the store now, you know? Like, I got to say things like, I got to gallop to the gynecologist, you know? Highly recommend galloping, though. <laughs> Came in at a great time, Ian. <laughs> galloping has improved my self-esteem, okay? It makes me feel very equestrian, very majestic. It also burns more calories than walking, and uh, people think I'm crazy when I gallop in public, okay? Like, nobody chases the lady galloping through the tenderloin. It just, just doesn't happen. <laughs> Uh, I studied sociology in school. Yeah, I was lucky to be in one of the best sociology programs in the country, and it prepared me well, and I mean so well, for unemployment. <laughs> okay, like a sociology degree is like a decorative pillow, right? Like kind of looks good from far away, but then close up you're like, I really did not need that at all. Uh, my dad wanted me to work for corporate America, but I wanted to work for a charity and save the world. I was like, do you even care about charities? And he was like, yes, you are the charity. <laughs> I have donated a lot. I have donated a lot in the last 22 years. Didn't even get a library named after me. Okay, that's all for me. Thank you so much. Send the minds of the week to Denise Lee, everyone. Denise Lee, the 501c3. Denise Lee is a 501c3. Uh. So it's Mutiny Radio. You can always just give us money. We have a mighty cause happening. Or just give us money at Venmo Mutiny Radio. Thanks, Denise. Yay. Bye, Dan. Have good sets tonight. Ha, ha, ha. See how I did that? You're not, you didn't get it. Sets and sex sound similar. And if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. Your, your next comedian... I bet he's having sex tonight. He's been telling great jokes about what how slutty he's being, and I love him. Um, living vicariously through your next comedian, Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! They're not jokes. They're just real life. This is the secret. I'm not funny. I'm just gay. Colin would agree with that. Anyway, give it up for Denise Lee, our resident horse girl. <laughs> I just like I, the image of you galloping just like like I will that is the joke I will laugh at like a hundred times out of a hundred. It's like Pam and there is only one God and it is the sun God. Raw, raw, raw. Uh, I'm getting older, which means I'm getting more mature in my interactions with men. Like in my 20s, I would sleep with men for the dick. Now, I am sleeping with men for the interior design recommendations. <laughs> I shit you not, I was at a guy's house last night, and I was like, where's this bed from? Is this memory foam I'm feeling here? Where'd you get these sheets? All right, yes, I like interior design now. I'm gay. Hi. Uh, anyone ever been cheated on? Anyone ever cheat? We got some cheaters? Okay. I am cheating on someone right now, and it is so much fucking fun. 
It's so much fun. Like I like I get why men do this all the time. I feel like I'm running away from the law or something. It's excellent. I went out with this guy. We will call him Kyle because that is his name. And I went out with Kyle and his friends who are a married gay couple. And we all went back to the married couple's place to play Mario Kart. And, um, look, this is the thing. I am single, so you're probably like, how is this cheating if you are single? I think it counts as cheating when you're on a date with one person, and then in the next room you lube up his engine to the married man whose husband is in the other room. I think that counts as cheating. And you know what? I've hooked up with cheaters before. It comes with the gay territory. A lot of, please don't tell my wife. I'm like, huh, I wonder why. But being the one doing the cheating, like this is such a fun lane. Like I am texting both of them. Sometimes they are interacting with one another, in which case I'm like, shh, we need to hide. Like we're hiding from the monster and stranger things. Like, this is just, like, I wish I knew how fabulous cheating was. So if you learn one thing from my set tonight, go cheat on your significant other. You have the time of your life. Yeah, amen, amen. Um, how much time do I have, Pam? The horn, okay. Uh, I'll close with a prayer, everyone, because that, that, that feels like what we do at the Church of Peter Struckmeyer. Okay, are we all ready? All right, okay. In the name of Madonna, Mariah, and Janet Jackson. Our daddy, who art inside me, call me by your name. Thy kingdom come on me, thy will be done to me, on top as it is on bottom. Give us these gays, our legs be spread, and forgive us our punishers as we forgive those who punish us back. And lead us not into the dark room, but deliver us from straight people. Amen. You've been blessed, and that's been my time. Yay! That was amazing, Peter Struckmeyer. The prayer. I am inspired. I I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to learn from you how to be more slutty. Uh, your next comedian is all the way from New Zealand. What? Did I say New Zealand? Like as in the country that's also an island that's half a world away in a totally different time of day? Put your hands together, everybody, for Beck Sandys! Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me in this beautiful city. I'm Beck. I'm from New Zealand. I'm a time traveler. Um, I left on the 21st of April at 8 p.m. and I arrived on the 21st of April at 1 p.m. So the future is raining spiders. There's a zombie apocalypse. Um, it's it's great. It's great. Um, so I'm from New Zealand. I'm from a small town in New Zealand called Ashburton. Um, it goes by the name of Ash Vegas because we do this thing in New Zealand where we like to throw the word Vegas on the end of any town we perceive to be just a little bit shit. Um, doesn't even have a casino, you know? So... Um, Learned, we learned lots of interesting things in New Zealand. I've learned a lot on my trip here. I learned that Y2K doesn't actually stand for yes to ketamine. 
It, it means year 2000. I mean, you're welcome if you didn't know that before. So I spent the whole like first year of this millennium saying yes to ketamine every single day. Like I was well and truly down the K-hole, you know. Um, we Ketamine is a horse tranquilizer for those of you who don't know. I'm sure everyone around here does. I'm from a rural town. It was an abundance of supplies, especially at woolshed parties. If my accent is... <laughs> a wool shed. I learnt last night a wool shed is a barn, but in New Zealand it's a shed where we shave sheep. Right, so a wool shed party. Lots of interesting things can happen at wool shed parties. Um, an ambulance will be called, most probably, because some guy called Shane has uh, pissed on an electric fence and has gone and got third-degree burns to his dick. Um, it's, I don't know it's, if it happens three times in one year. I don't know if that's just a kink of his or it's just something. I mean, it's, is it natural selection? It could be. I mean, did, did the universe look at him and go, enough breeding for you, Shane. Three kids at 15, that's enough. That'll do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, teen pregnancy is a big thing in my hometown. Um, I had a friend called Crystal. Um, crystal, spelt with a D, because we have a saying in Ash Vegas is um, you are what you smoke. So Crystal, um, her parents are legends. Um, she got pregnant at 14. I found this out when we got called into the principal's office and they said, um, it's just not a good look. She's got to leave school. Being pregnant at seven and a half months just isn't cool. But at 15, I became a godmother to Crystal's beautiful daughter that she called Patience. So let's think about that for a second. You're 15 years old and your first kid, you've called it Patience. Because you could have been just a little bit more patient. You know, I don't know. Uh, a couple of years, well, not about, about 12 months later, actually, she had the twins, um, a boy called Axel, spelt with a Y. Everyone called him Yaxel. And, uh, and a girl called Rose with two Zs because the Z is silent. What I forgot to mention about patience is patience was spelt with the Z. Z-P-A-T-I-E-N-C-E, patience, because the Z is silent. So uh, not so long ago, we're still mates. She lives over in Perth, which is a fuck long time away from where I live in Ash Vegas. And uh, she is now a grandmother. She became a grandmother at the age of 38. It's not a world record. Um, it was 34, I think. Uh, and uh, her, her youngest daughter, November Rain, had a baby, a, baby, a baby boy that she called Bruce. Is Bruce a name that's popular here in America? It's very popular for the, yeah, yeah, Bruce. I don't know if you've ever held a baby before and just been like, oh, g'day, Bruce. It's quite a, it's a weird name. So she has this baby, she calls it Bruce, and I was like, how can you fuck up that spelling? It's simple, B-R-U-C-E, Bruce. But it was the last name that got me. Um, she's just recently married a guy called Darren Lee. So uh, she's got a baby called Bruce Lee. Uh, so hey, I've been Big Sandys, and thanks for having me, San Francisco. Hey, Big Sandys, yeah. Catch her tomorrow at Atlas Cafe, two o'clock. And at the Art Corridor on Valencia Street, uh, Saturdays, uh, every other Saturday, Valencia Street here in the Mission District is closed for the Art Corridor, and there's all kinds of artists and bands and comedians, 
And Beck will be performing on the street at 545. So check it out. Your next comedian. What a joy and a treat it is every time she graces us with her presence. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Hello. I have a system for making my toast in the morning. And as you can guess, it's very OCD. I get the bread and the peanut butter and the jam out, set them on the counter. And then I, the peanut butter goes on the left, the jam goes on the right, and then the bread, you toast the bread. After you toast it, you put the peanut butter on the bottom and the jam on top. These are the traditions of my people, and you, I do not question them, and nor should you. Um, then you cut the toast in half and you eat, you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. This is most important. And again, I say it's the traditions of my people and I do not ask why, I just do it. But it's fuckers like you who eat the left side of the toast first that are making this world the rotten place that it is. <laughs> so cut that out. Breakfast is the most important meal because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate the left side of the toast first on 9-11. And you know how that turned out. <laughs> so let's review. What side of the toast do we eat first? Very good, all right. Don't you fucking forget it. My work is done here. All right, I would not have picked this face and this scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable fun-sized lesbian. <laughs> this is more a cross between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. I kind of look like Woodstock in the Peanuts comic strip. <laughs> if Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and poor social skills. Thank you. I think the first thing, oh, I, I'm gonna do first in this one. Why do we always say, or why do we say almost always and almost never, but we don't say almost sometimes? What if almost sometimes were exactly what we needed to say? So I think we should try to incorporate almost sometimes into it because almost always and almost never. I mean, let me think. If you say, I almost sometimes, floss my teeth at night, but I almost never floss them during the day, but I almost sometimes floss them after lunch. It, it couldn't be clearer, right? <laughs> All right, that's a new one, thank you. First thing anybody sees about me now is that I'm old, and I hate that. I argue to say that old precedes female, because you don't say lady old, it's old lady. Unless you're talking in Spanish and then it's Senora Mejor, I think. There's also LOL, a little old lady, or in my case, little lesbian. And an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. Laugh out loud, little old lady, why you still can? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't have anything else. That's it. Thank you. You don't want to run time? Run time just for fun. These four people have never heard time. Run time. Run time? Yeah, oh. here we go. Okay. All right. Um, 
All right, I gotta go. <laughs> but first, let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. To reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the time. Thank you. Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split a second, hold on a second, who's on second, what's on first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Yay! Thank you. Yay! You're so, I love that. No, <laughs> Lord crowd, everyone, yay! Just a minute, just a second, hold on a second. It's so good. It's so good. Someday I'll have it memorized too. I, I wake up all the time thinking about Lauren Kraut's jokes. It's fun. Uh, and same thing with your next comedian. Every time I'm baking bread or thinking about Martha Stewart, I think about him and porn at the same time, which is weird. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Yep. Okay, Pam. She can never just introduce me. She just has to divulge all of her thoughts about me. What's going on, Mutiny Radio? How are we? We're good. Okay, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. I, uh, I've been, toxic masculinity has been a hot topic since that Will Smith stuff. Do we know what toxic masculinity is? Are we familiar with these gentlemen? Yes, the alphas, right? The macho men. I feel like people talk about it like it's a bad thing too much, but boy, would I love a little bit of that. You know, I just want a little bit of toxic masculinity. There's some motherfuckers out here that are not using it for any good. Like Brett Kavanaugh, I feel like I could take like 5% of his masculinity and use it for good. I would use it for good, I promise. Because I see this stuff and it blows my mind the way these dudes act. It's incredible, it's impressive what they can do. One time I was at this party and this guy came in and he walked up to a girl and he was like, you, you're coming home with me. Blew my fucking mind. You know what I do? When I, one time I was sitting in my car and there was this beautiful woman on the sidewalk and I glanced at her respectfully. I looked at her respectfully and she saw me looking at her and I audibly said alone in my car, I'm so sorry. <laughs> A little bit, I was like, God, I'm so, like, that's not good. That's not, that's, that's, that's very beta of me, okay? You know, but at least, I don't know, I'm respectful in my own sense. I don't know. It's weird. The only time I'm ever, you know, masculine or like I ever assert my dominance is to myself. It's only ever to myself. It's my inner dialogue. My inner dialogue is very rude to me. He bullies me all the time. I can't take it. I'll be at a restaurant. He's like, fucking order quicker. The waitress thinks you're a pussy. And I'm like, I'm trying. It's hard. Okay, I don't want to do this joke. I'm not feeling it tonight. <laughs> we do that one. Okay. Uh, I have, I've also, I, I have been thinking about the Pope a lot. Um, thank you been praying when I pray. I, I think about the Pope because I'm interested in what the hell this guy's deal is. Uh, I was looking, I was under, I wanted to know what the criteria was to become the Pope because stand-up's not going well and, uh, you know, maybe I want to make a career pivot. The Pope is interesting. Uh, I saw that the only criteria to be the Pope is you have to be a man and Catholic. Those are the only criteria. I feel like it's harder to get a job at Bed Bath & Beyond. That seems like really low qualifications. Should be a little tougher. 
Also, you can convert to Catholicism, so that means any man ever could be the Pope. Any man ever. Have you guys met a man? I don't trust half my guy friends taking care of my houseplants, and you guys want them to lead fucking Catholicism? I don't know. It's, it's strange to me. I don't get it. Seems like weird criteria. Any man in fucking history, you name a man, they could be the fucking Pope. Alex Jones could be the Pope. Do you want to live in that world? Or instead of first confirmation, you have to write a dissertation on why 9-11 was an inside job. That's not the world I want to live in. Not good. But what I, what, I was, what I did find out about the Pope, I've been up here for fucking 30 minutes, it feels like. What I did find out about the Pope is that he can decide what is and is not a sin. That's some power right there. That's some power. I respect that. And, as, and it, was, it was a big deal a few years ago. He talked about how he's considering making gay relationships no longer a sin. He was considering that's a very big deal. I think the Pope just wants to fuck dudes. That's what I think. I think the Pope's got ulterior motives. I think he's getting freaky with the bishops. And I don't blame him. It's 2022. Everyone's gay, you know? He wants to get on board. But I like the idea of the Pope, like, finding out things are fun and then changing Catholicism. That, that's cool. Like, I want him to go through a rave phase. And then he's like... Fucking, we're adding ketamine and coke to the fucking holy sacrament, okay? We're getting crazy. Okay, bye. Ian Langlands, everyone. Yay. It is you, Colin. You're next, and I'm excited to see what you're going to do. He's been writing furiously in the back room with us. Put your hands together for Colin Braun. Yay. My why do I always go after Ian? Thank you. I've not been writing furiously in the back of the room. Um, it's just, it's hard to draw a penis without taking up a lot of the negative space with black ink. All right. <clears throat> it was going that way. Um, you were, thank you for visiting us. I, I, was, I was so amazed to, to hear they were visiting. I had no idea that they came out with a new Zealand. <laughs> Make something original, you know. <sighs> I um, I'm I'm growing a beard because I'm going through a divorce, and Kyle took the clippers. <laughs> I'm getting divorced, and I'm 28. I'm getting divorced in my 20s. Which is emotionally devastating, but honestly, that's the best decade to do it. Like getting an abortion in your 70s. <laughs> and I have regrets about it. I feel like I've wasted time. But really, this was just the adventure of my 20s. Like you went to Coachella. I went to couples counseling. And both of us walked away emotionally exhausted <laughs> and disappointed with how we wasted $750. Um, but I've moved in with Dan Lewis. Dan Lewis, he's, a, he's in his 40s. And this is the first time I've lived with someone in their 40s since my mom turned 50. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, I've been living with people in their 20s. And this whole time, living with people in their 20s, I forgot that some people have plates that are all the same color. All right, the two, the two, the two, the two women over the age of 25 in this room loved that one. So I'm going to leave it exactly the way that it is, because they have good taste. That's why they vote for Elizabeth Warren. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> no, no, we can explain American politics real quick. 
We can explain American politics in uh, uh, very quickly. Um, so, you know how Australia's got crazy rural conservatives? Yeah. Just that with guns. Perfect. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm doing better. I'm adjusting. I didn't finish the other one. Hold on. Uh, my new roommate, he's a straight man. And um, going from you know, being married to now living with this straight man has been actually a very easy transition because he also doesn't want to have sex with me. Back to the divorce material. I'm getting better. I haven't sobbed on public transportation in three days. I've also just been driving a lot. But no, uh, things. I'm just kind of you know getting better. Um, I'm working, you know, and and I've I've I feel like I'm improving because I'm no longer weeping audibly at my desk. Like I'm deeply, deeply struggling, but at least you know my coworkers can get through their task lists. Never mind. Um, thank you. My husband was a doctor, and his colleagues would say, Colin, it is inspiring the level of energy, enthusiasm, passion, and drive that Kyle brings to his work. And I would have to tell them, he doesn't bring that to his work. He leaves it there before he comes home. Uh, getting divorced has shattered a lot of my beliefs. But I know that I did the right thing when I pushed for a cheap wedding. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, people always ask me, Colin, what was it? What was the straw? What was the final straw that broke the camel's back? And I hate that saying. Because it puts so much emphasis on this tiny, little, insignificant straw. No one seems to care about the massive pile of straw <laughs> that wouldn't fuck me or work on itself for four years. <laughs> All right, one last one. It's a very quick one. I love a quick joke, and this is one kind of self-contained. Hey, uh, can anyone give me a ride to the Golden Gate Bridge? Oh, My name is Colin Brown. Thank you very much. Colin Braun, everyone. Let him hear it. Yeah, he needs it. He needs the help, the support. That was fantastic. I also cry on the bus. That's where I cry uh, alone is on the bus. No one will bother you. It's funny. <laughs> it's really good. It's really cathartic. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited to bring him up. He's so funny. It's you, Dan Britton. Put your hands together for Dan Britton. Yay! Hey. What's going on, everybody? Um, I'm newly single. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Yeah, uh, Colin, you can have your own motives for wooing at that. That's okay, okay. Um, my old lady and I, we had to break it off. Um, fuck, now that I, I'm ashamed to admit this part, religious differences. You know, that's what I realized there wouldn't really be a future there. See, I was raised Catholic, and she was a uh, lesbian, so... <laughs> Realized it probably wasn't going to work out long term. Um, so now I've been dating. Uh, I've been sleeping around. I actually, uh, I was having a one night stand with a girl the other day. And uh, she goes, oh yeah, oh, I love you. And so I stop. And she goes, what, 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 what? why did you stop? I said, well, uh, you just told me that you love me. And she goes, oh, don't worry about that. I was thinking about somebody else. Okay. I recently uh, hooked up with a transgender chick. Yeah, yeah uh, applaud for that if you will. I, 
I didn't know that she was trans uh, until her clit hit the back of my throat. <laughs> First time I ever told that joke, there was a guy in the front row. He goes, huh, that's a dick. That was a dick in your mouth. I was like, yes, yes, sir, you get the joke. And you've just won a brand new car. <laughs> Sex is funny, though. I think God is so weird, or like religion at least is so weird to like, we're going to give people sexual parts and enough hormones to drive an animal crazy sexually, but we're just going to tell them that it's the worst thing in the world to ever act on your sexual desires, you know? That's why I think a lot of people like porn, because they think it's so liberating for people to actually like express their sexuality in such a way. But I think it goes, I think it becomes crazy. Like, you guys ever seen a porn star that's just like a horrible, horrible actress? And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, please. You guys aren't even standing in the same zip code. How, how are you orgasming from this? And then she'll be like, hey, Hillary, porn stars don't say that. <laughs> but then the porn stars will be like, oh, God, oh, my God. Like, really, bitch, you believe in God? The title of this video is Triple Anal Cream Pie. You really believe in God? Or are you just kind of saying that you do? When I was raised Catholic, I would go to Catholic school, and uh, all of the, the girls, whenever somebody would make a mistake, they would always pop this line in there. They would say, well, nobody's perfect, except for Jesus. Jesus is perfect. And now I'm like, Jesus? The homophobe? Perfect? Jesus of homophobia? Nah, not perfect. You notice Jesus never says anything about don't sell drugs or don't shoot people or don't throw Jews in an oven. He forgot to mention those. Somehow, just slipped his mind. But I mean, he's perfect, so what are you going to do? I actually like Buddha because, simply because Buddha's not a god, and I think that that's a lot more approachable because it's not like I have to be like, okay, a uh, person that could destroy everything and everybody that I know. Hi. Uh, it's just like another guy who... Anyway, I'm just kind of getting off on a tangent now. I like your sweatshirt. I like your tie-dye shirt. I like your smile. Lauren, I love you. Ian, Kavita, I like you. Uh, <laughs> Pam, you look very pretty today. Ray Khan, you're my favorite. Colin, I love you. I like those. Oh, Hillary. I Hillary, I forgot to mention how beautiful you look today, but... <laughs> Ian, I'm just jealous of you because all of your jokes are so awesome, and it just Aww. makes me angry. Anyway, my name is Dan Britton. I love you all. Good night. Clearly, he was pandering. Ah, did you see what I did there? I'm going to do a couple minutes of jokes, and then we're going to bring up uh, everyone's favorite dad, Ray Khan. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Who knew that Shakespeare knew about menopause? <laughs> I had no idea. The witches, the three witches, and they're all... My crotch cauldron is so hot and wet at night. I can take an egg and stick it in there, and when I wake up in the morning, it's soft-boiled. And if I leave it in the cauldron till lunch, I can pull it out and make a deviled egg. 
Just need a little mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I do that. It's an homage to do. I just figure that every every joke that has a dick in it gets bigger laughs. Like it just does. Uh, I have really small, small boobs, and like this isn't real. It, if you elbow me, I feel nothing. It's it's a chicken cutlet bra. There's nothing happening here. This is fake. Um, my, my boobs are really small, and I've always wanted a, a pearl necklace, but my boobs are too small, so I don't have any of those. But I do have my fair share of pearl keychains. Big old collection of those pearl keychains. Same, same movement. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work as a callback. Maybe I should wait a while and then do the... Ever, did everybody read that book by Cheryl, that fa Facebook Cheryl book? The lean in book, the book lean in, and she talks about leaning into the glass ceiling. And when I do that, I like to do it with my cleavage so that people will actually pay attention to me. <laughs> Feminism, yay. <laughs> there was another accidental feminist. I don't know if you know our buddy Marx, Karl Marx, and you say to me, how could Uncle Marx from 1849 be the first feminist? Because he championed two things labor and the means of production. And when women are going through labor, we're literally the means of production. Ha! Pay us. Machines for having babies, pay us. Hi, I wanted to do that double, double toil and trouble. I wanted to do another old joke I haven't done in a long time. Let's see. I want to run, I'll run my smartest jokes since you seem to think I'm clever. Do you, this is crazy in San Francisco, there's Painted wagons everywhere. We used to call them roach coaches. Now we call them food trucks. They're everywhere. You can get like a $12 Filipino burrito. What is that? There's fries in it. It's delicious. But I saw a brightly painted vehicle and I went up to it to slake my thirst. Nay, it was a bookmobile. So I went in and I got a steaming hot cup of Kafka. And, and when it arrived, it was a banana. And I was a giant bug, and I looked out the window, and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes, and I was like, da-da, da-da, but it was surrealism. <laughs> totally different movement. Okay, see, the people are like, well, we know what Dadaism is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an MFA in poetry. That means um, that the only, <laughs> I'm never, that's a poor decision. I'm never going to make any money ever. Not a bad decision, just a poor one. Uh, yeah, MFA in poetry Ooh, the only reason it exists so I can use it in this joke. <laughs> like, ah, I got to say it in this joke. So um, I don't have time for it. I was going to do Death Metal Poet, but that's okay. Uh, my clit is so big, I can use a Fruit Loop as a cock ring. Ah, right? <laughs> Better, more flavors, more flavors. Cheerios, boring. Fruit Loops, exciting. Different flavor every time. Larger... Clit, that's good. Uh, yeah, I don't have, I, I, that's my four minutes. Thank you guys, yay! Okay, your next comedian, clap your hands together everybody, for Ray Khan, yay! All right, just trying to get, the, get rid of the visual of uh, Fruit Loop around your clit, honey, that's gross. That's awesome, it makes me hungry for breakfast. Yeah, good time. Hey, guys, I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, damn, I didn't know Vin Diesel had a skinny, tidy older brother. 
Yeah, he's up here right now. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I look like Vin Diesel, and I am a neat freak. It's a true story. Yeah, so not only am I fast and furious, but I am furiously fastidious. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah, I will clean your fucking room. Um, let's see, I come from a very educated family. My family is very smart. A lot of smart people. My dad's got a PhD in entomology. My mom's got two master's degrees in education. So if you know anything about genetics, you know that I am a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. I'm here on a Friday night talking to you people. Not exactly what my immigrant family uh, had in mind, you know? It's sweet. Um, listen, um, I, uh, I'm getting older. My bones are creaking. I'm feeling a little bit every day. It's not comfortable getting older. Um, every day, uh, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, nowadays, when I have an erection, it's a, it's a little tough. You know, I, I, I used to have an erection. It used to be like forged steel, hard as forged steel. Now it's much more like a forged signature. Yeah, yeah. It's squiggly, short, and completely unconvincing. Yeah, my wife does not believe it. Every time I present it to her, she's like a bank teller, and I'm like trying to pass her a counterfeit bill. It's not cool. Yeah, she holds it up to the light. She checks for the blue and red threads. Yeah, those are veins and arteries, lady. Okay, let's get to business. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. God forbid it has a wrinkle in it. Can you imagine if it's a wrinkle in it? She takes it slowly to the kitchen. She walks it to the countertop, and she does that move where she kind of, kind of rubs out the wrinkle. You know, with the fiddle. You've seen that move. That is not nice. Granite is cold, everybody, and unforgiving. Uh, I've been married for 25 years. Give it up, everybody. Thank you. 25 years. The woman would have me. It's nice. Um, it's good. I have three white children. It's great. I'm married to a white woman. Sorry, I forgot that part. Yay. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Inappropriate applause. Uh, Hillary, I love it. Uh, anyways, we got three white children. It's great. They got blue eyes. They got very pale skin. It's awesome. It's great. It makes things a little bit tough, though, when I go to Trader Joe's because I see people in the checkout line and they're checking their phones for Amber Alerts, <laughs> which is not nice. It makes paying for groceries sting just a little bit. You know, because I'm paying for corn for children of the corn. Yeah, it's not nice. It's great. It's awesome. You know, we every year we take that little picture, that family picture. You know it. We're all in front of the Christmas tree. We're, we're like posing. I look like, um, I look like a diversity hire in my own family. It's nice. Like, oh, cool. They got a Bangladeshi. That's nice. Oh, is he Pakistani? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. It's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, anybody like uh, music? I love music. You guys like music? Who wouldn't like music? What kind of animal doesn't like music? I love Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel so much. My God, I love Billy Joel. Oh my God, he's got this song, We Didn't Start the Fire. We Didn't Start the Fire. We Didn't Start the Fire. He sings that song and he mentions We Didn't Start the Fire 17 times. I counted it 17 times. I If I sang a song of any kind and said the same thing 17 times, I'm protesting too much like let's pretend I take that same song and I say I didn't bang your sister yeah I didn't bang your sister I didn't bang your sister not nah. dude after 17 times you're like I think Ray's banging my sister for sure absolutely hey that's my time guys thanks so much Friday night hooray I'm back keep your hands clapping for Ray Khan he didn't bang your sister everyone he didn't do it, I promise. I love Billy Joel so much. Uh, I think my favorite song is it's a toss-up between 
Honesty, Vienna, or Anthony's song slash Moving Out. None of you know any of these songs. Okay, you do, yeah. And we're working too hard to give you a heart attack. You wanna know by now. Oh, the police are here. Yay, what did you do? Hunter, which kind of drug deals? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I know, I know, I'm joking. When I was little, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, yeah. I was, I was joking. My mom, went, my, actually not my mom, my dad, whenever he'd hear a siren when I was little, and even when I was the tiniest child, he'd go, drug bust, Pam, they're after you. And it's like, Dad, words have meaning. Like, of course I love pot. You want, I was four years old, and you're like, drug bust, they're after you. Uh, your next comedian, I don't, think, I don't think the police are ever gonna be after him. I hope not. You look like such a good boy. I can't imagine you ever doing anything wrong, and if you did, just give him those big brown eyes, like a puppy, and be like, oh, and they'll be like, oh, look at this eye guy, he's fine. Uh, no, seriously, you look really innocent. Put your hands together for the very innocent looking Newman Shake! It's nice to know I'm very innocent looking because this next joke. Thanks. This next joke is going to be kind of dangerous. Uh, this is If ISIS offered me better health care than my current job, it wouldn't even be a competition, you know, like instantly. Like, I don't know what ISIS was doing with those beheading videos. If they just offered dental, you know, like, I, like, it would be so, like, there would just be rednecks in Missouri being, like, for Allah and then blowing up a Waffle House. Like, it'd be so cool. I think it's important to note after that joke that I'm not that religious. But I'm not religious because I feel like God has more things to pay, like, has more important things to pay attention to than, like, my porn habits, you know? Like, I feel, like, I, I, like every time there's like a cr like I'm I think I'll be like more religious once the world like becomes a better place you know because like right now like every time I see a tragedy I'm like sad but also like okay God is busy you know like he he doesn't he do <laughs> he doesn't care right now totally gonna do cocaine um I I, I don't know if I want to have kids no because I I think um. Like, space is really important to me in a relationship. And, you know, that works with adults. But I can't go to, like, a two-year-old and be like, you know what, I know you shit your diaper, but Saturday night is for the boys. Like, that's not... <laughs> I feel like... I feel like you can tell how bad the economy is based on the age gap between a woman and her boyfriend. You don't get that joke? Oh, uh... Damn. I know, like, woman... They have like older, richer boyfriends, you know. Okay, this is this isn't going. Uh, okay, this isn't going well. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, uh, I was doing sex recently. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was doing sex. Yeah, and we got to this point where the woman, she was like, "You can do anything you want to me," and that was new to me because usually I'm just happy to be there. I don't have preferences. Like, sex is the preference, so I don't know. Um, yeah, but I saw my opportunity, and I grabbed her by the pussy. And, you know, like, not sexually pleasing, but definitely, like, top ten things to grab. Highly recommend if you get the chance. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like you can tell... Um, what else? What, what, oh, um, I feel like the solution to social media addiction is just regular addiction. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be worried about Twitter if you're on crack. You know, that's not, that's not what happens. 
I feel like the plus side of COVID is you can just call out of work very easily, you know? <laughs> like, it's so, like, I just say I have a slight cough, and they're like, just stay the fuck back. <laughs> like, don't, don't even bother. Like, I've, I've called out sick, like, ten times over this past year, and nobody batted an eye, you know? Like, they, they're just like, it's weird. Um, what else? I think that's it, actually. So, goodbye, guys. Keep your hands clapping for Newman Shake. Yay! That is actually a big benefit of COVID I didn't even think of. You just, like, one time I lied and said I had to get an abortion so that I could go to Disney World. But these days you can just be like, well, I got COVID. And they're like, stay away for five days. And that's the perfect amount of time to go to Disney World is five days. I don't know if you know it. Any more than five days at Disney World and you do want to kill yourself. It's just a side, it's just a, a side product of the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> it's like too much magic and you, you uh, burn your eyes out with acid. Uh, you're ne- I, don't, I, was, I was on a strange ramp. Your next comedian... <laughs> No stranger to acid. Just kidding. No bad radio. I've got to stop talking. Put your hands together for Hillary Lannon. Yay! Pam, those were private discussions between the two of us. <laughs> no, it's true. I've done a lot of acid. Um, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about my pussy because I am obsessed with my pussy. But at my age, when you're obsessed with anything, like if you think about a specific body part too much, it is not a good thing. It's not a good sign. The only exception to that is when you get your tits done. When I get my when I get my boobs done, I, that's I'm just gonna be thinking my tits are awesome. I'm gonna be thinking that all the time. But that is not what is going on here. What's going on is that I've been riding my bike an ungodly amount of time, like eight hours a day spent on my bike, and. It, your vagina really suffers when you do that. It sucks. And the thing about it is, like, when you spend this much time on your bike, you're like, uh, you think to yourself, like, who the fuck invented this goddamn machine? Because they can go straight to hell. Fuck that guy. And, you know, I've come up with some theories. <laughs> these are None of these are actual facts. Or I haven't researched it. But... Uh, I because the bike was invented back during the Victorian era and so I have this theory that the guy who invented the bike seat specifically was a very horny ornithologist for those of you who don't know what an ornithologist is it's a bird scientist and you know he's out there in the woods watching his birds like jacking off and and he's like oh my god those birds are so sexy I want to sit on their face and the thing about it is like birds as most birds are pretty tiny right and and so, and the dodo was like long extinct at this point. So he's like, he had to be in, industrious. And so he basically uh, created a bird beak dildo. That's what a bike seat pretty much is, if you if you think about it. The shape of it is the same shape as a as a uh, bird beak. And he's like, I'll just stick it on a post and shove it up against my crotch, and then pedal around town, and nobody will have any idea that that I I'll be getting off while I'll be getting there. And I'm like. The, it's like the most uncomfortable thing. It's the other thing that I find interesting. Going just another side aside about the Victorian era bicycle is that when they first were invented, they, of course they were for men, and then women started riding them. And it was one of those things where it was considered impolite for women to ride because you could not ride them side saddle. Um, and so they were worried that women were going to ha- go through a sexual awakening because they're riding a bike, a bicycle from all the 
you know, like um, bumping around and all that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, whoever, that's the irony of Victorian era sexuality is that they're so perverted, but they're so ignorant at the same time. And I'm like, if you've ever ridden your bike over a rough road, that is like the opposite of a turn on right there. So I was like, these fuckers have no idea what they're talking about until I got a um, tune up on my bike and I, they put new brake pads on it. And it's very interesting because the vibration from these brand new brake pads on my bicycle are so stimulating. It's like, it is disturbing. Like I cannot, I basically have to lift myself off of my seat when I'm slowing down to come to a stop. And one person, when I said, mentioned this, they're like, well, why don't you just have an orgasm on your bike? And I'm like, oh my God, that is a recipe for disaster. I'm clipped in. Like, could you imagine like coming while you're cycling and then I'd like fall into traffic? I mean, the agony and the ecstasy, right? Um, but no, it's one of those things where it really, I'm kind of like, okay, I admit I kind of like it. I'm like, this is like the best thing since discovering like the detachable shower head, but that's a thing for another time. All right, that's all I got. Thanks guys. Give it up for Pam. Keep clapping for Hillary Landon, hooray! And then yay, horny ornithologist. I want it, I just, it's the funniest combination of words that I've heard in forever. Uh, all right, that was a lot of fun. I don't ride a bike because it is way too fast and I will die. <laughs> I know everything's just too fast. I Walking is too fast, my God. Look what I did to my eye when I was walking. Imagine falling on a bike, whoa. Uh, be safe out there. Everybody give Hillary Landon money for her AIDS ride. Yay, she's going to cure AIDS with bike riding or whatever that does. Uh, hey, your next comedian, excited that he's with us. Put your hands together for Miles Benjamin Davis. What's going on? Uh, if by the year 2022, you're not just a little bit bisexual, fucking grow up. Seriously, what are you doing with your life? You mean to tell me you want to go your whole life without sticking stuff up your butt? You mean to tell me you want to go your whole life without experiencing the Baja Blast? This set was brought to you by Taco Bell. Uh, speaking of horny, uh, I think I'd be a good serial killer because before I kill everyone, I would make them come first. My goal is to make all the genders come. Uh, I'm up to 37 now. Um, that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I have way too many teeth for the amount of Kid Rock facts I know. <laughs> just way too many. Uh, I fucking hate those keep it weird cities. You know what I'm talking about? The, oh, keep Portland weird, keep Austin weird. Like, a city full of, you know, comfortable, privileged white people shopping at gluten-free bakeries, that's not fucking weird. Have you guys ever been to Fresno, California? That place is fucking weird. Like, I'm from Bakersfield, California. You wanna talk about fucking weird? All right, if you've never been to Bakersfield, California, let me paint the picture for you. Um, it's the type of city where you can go to a 7-Eleven and see two different juggalos that don't know each other. <laughs> you understand the math? You understand the math involved in that? They're, they're like cockroaches. For every one you see, there's like a thousand that you don't. Um, yeah, uh, 
That's, uh, you know, another thing about my hometown is I'm, I have no places to eat there when I go back home. Because every time I go back, there's a new place. I'm like, oh, you can't eat there. The fucking owner's racist. So I'm like, fuck. That, uh, where can I eat? Every time I go back, there's another. Spoiler, Bakersfield is not exactly known for being a bastion of racial harmony. You guys ever heard of the Nazi lowriders? They like to hang out there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm very ethnically ambiguous, um, which, you know, it actually comes in handy. It's shielded me from a lot of, uh, you know, overt racism because, you know, whenever, whenever a bigot sees me, they're like, well, because you can't yell out a slur if you don't know what slur to yell. You know what I mean? Like, they see me, they're like, you fucking shit, ah, you fucking spit, ah, damn. The hell is that guy? <laughs> Shit, he's getting away. <laughs> um, so I'm in. Uh, well, I'm sober. Uh, yeah, coming up on seven years. Um, but don't worry, ladies. Uh, I'm still toxic. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm also in therapy. Uh, because I'm over thirty, and that's just what you do. You know, uh, that's that's the crossroad that men come to, you know, after they hit 30. It's either go to therapy or get really, really into World War II history and smoking meats. <laughs> are, are you triggered? <laughs> yeah. And all of that to avoid going to therapy. Uh, yeah. And... uh you know, a lot of people, they get angry when I, they find out I'm sober. They're like, well, you, we used to drink all the time. We, you don't have a problem. Yeah, that's the problem. If you drink with me, you have a problem. You need to go to meetings and therapy. Anyway, speaking of which, I'm late for mine. Bye. Tell me, destroy garden, I came to build. Miles Benjamin Davis, everyone. Hooray. We can hate him in all kinds of ways. Hooray. Just kidding. That was lovely. I was going to say something profound, and then I forgot. Hey, Ashley, it's nice to see you. All right. What was I going to say about it? I, oh, I can't believe you're over 30. Oh, I remember. In or, um, to distract myself from going to therapy, I both smoke meats and bake sourdough bread. <laughs> With my, I was, I was thinking about the most important relationships in my life, and um, they're my two cats and my sourdough starter, Gary. <laughs> like when the, I pay so much attention to Gary, it is ridiculous. Like it's more, and he gives me so much more than any relationship ever has. Men never feed me. I'm like so. I'm like I like samosas. I'm really skinny. I get, get me f and they're like, Ooh, what do you like? Okay, Gary pays attention. Your Gary is a sourdough starter. <laughs> Spam. Gary is not real. No, he is real. <sighs> I was just channeling your next comedian. Put your hands together for Kavita Singh. So last week, me and my friends. Um, we went to like we, we we went to this dance club, you know, you know, this like dark, grimy dance clubs where the music is kind of like uns, uns, uns. Yeah. So we went there and um, I kind of like it because I feel like it's a great opportunity to see human civilization at like its lowest. Um, I my favorite part is seeing the guys who strongly underestimate their core strength 
right? When they're just kind of like sliding behind a woman who's like really like throwing it back. Like, cause she'll be like, yeah, yeah. And then he is just like, you know, like, <laughs> just gonna do that again. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's it's always it, I don't know that really entertains me. Um, I you know I lost my friend Lucy at you know at the at the dance bar. We were just like dancing, and then suddenly she disappears. And I turn around, she's making out with a dude next to the bathroom. I'm like, and they're like passionately making out, and I was kind of just like, one gross, but two, how did you even get to that? How did that even happen? How did that guy manifest this interaction? And I just imagine like. She's standing in the line for the women's bathroom and he's at the men's bathroom and he's kind of just like, you know, there's no toilet paper in the women's bathroom. And then she's kind of like, never is. And then he like undoes his jacket and then he reveals Charmin and he's like, a lady like you deserves two ply. <laughs> and then she's like, oh my God, I love you so much. You know, like <laughs> something really stupid. Okay, anyways, I'm sorry guys. Um, so uh, growing up, a lot of my brown friends, we would hide our personal lives from our parents, obviously like the intimate details, like you know whether we were dating or we were you know, sexually active. I was terrified of my parents knowing that I was having sex, but also horrible at hiding it because whenever I would forget, uh, so whenever I'd enter a relationship, I'd get on birth control in college. But when I'd forget to call my OB to refill my prescription, I would just call my dad to do it. And but I would never tell my dad that I was having sex. I would tell him that my periods were irregular. But then it kind of gets hard to commit to the lie because he'd be like, well, how often are your periods irregular? And I would just be like, well, I don't know. Depends on the quality of the relationship. <laughs> um, my family's wacky. I describe my brother as a Scott Disick type, meaning that he dates fetuses. <laughs> He, he has this rule for the age of women that he, he dates. He basically takes his age, divides it by two, and then subtracts the number of women who've asked him to be responsible in his life. So like Olivia Rodrigo is both the floor and the ceiling. <laughs> his, um, his wife now, so he's 41 and his wife is 26, which like I don't know what disturbs me more, the fact that like he's married to someone my age or that like my parents arranged their marriage. You know, they were like, she's young, she's spry, let's ruin her life. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird, and they, so they had an arranged marriage, they got married, they met, got married, and had a kid within two years. It took me six months to enter my relationship with my boyfriend, and even then I wasn't enthusiastic, I was like, I don't know if I'm in, like, I'm into this, but I already bought the tickets, so I might as well stay for the whole show. Um, and it's weird, because, like, my sister-in-law and my brother will, like, get into a fight, and she'll ask me all of this advice. She's like, what do I do? I feel so bad. He's my husband. We have a kid. And I'm like, did you try getting to know him first? You just ruined it. Okay. I'm done. That was that was supposed to be the punchline. <laughs> Alright, bye. Kavita Singh, I'm sorry we ruined your punchline, but we have important news. We just found out that Neck of the Woods is cancelled. There is no Neck of the Woods tonight. So we're gonna wanna go back over to Slate and try to get a set there when we finish up here, I think, friends. 
uh, because, but I want to give everybody the news because nobody wants to go all the way to Clement Street and then have nothing going on. Wouldn't that be a fucking nightmare? Look, we saved all of you. Um, everybody turn around and clap it up for the ones and twos. Everybody uh, in the back right now, is, they're going to be running a new show on Fridays from 8 to 10. We don't know what the name is yet, but it's going to be amazing and it's going to be varied and incredible and I'm excited that you're helping out tonight so that we can uh, be doing this right now. Your next comedian, what a lovely young man he is. You look like, I feel like you look like you used to be a child star and we just don't know which show you were on, right? Like those dimples, what were you? You were on something, like maybe it was Romper Room when he was little. Put your hands together for Martin Lobato, yay! I've gone John Stamos before. Just saying, hey, how you doing? Anyways, you know, I pulled up, I was gonna park right there in front of the fire hydrant, but then I fucking saw three cops there. I was like, ooh, I got shit in the car, can't do that. <laughs> Anyways, fucking crazy, fucking crazy. Tax season is over, still haven't paid my taxes. What are you gonna do? It, fuck, man, I'm gonna call Wesley Snipes, see what he did. But uh, no, seriously, in, in all seriousness, if I would've known how much they were gonna charge me, I wouldn't have fucked around with these military broads. I jinxed myself, folks. Here I was telling him, fuck, I'm getting my tax money's worth fucking with this military-grade pussy. And I didn't know that Uncle Sam was a pimp. Uncle, Uncle Sam's going to charge you for fucking with, or he's going to tax you for fucking with his hoes. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Fucking gas prices are still too fucking high. I'm ready to invade the Ukraine, my goddamn fucking self. Jump out of an airplane butt naked. America. But other than that, man, and like the, it's a trip with the Ukraine because it's like all of a sudden motherfuckers are patriotic for a country they don't even live in. So I'm just, I'm just saying, like, when's the last time somebody did something here? I'm gonna tell y'all. I support the troops. I hook them up with mushrooms. <laughs> I boost their morale and definitely make them giggle. So, but hey, man, don't don't look at me like that, folks. I'm not the only businessman making money off the troops. I'm just keeping it real. Fuck, man. Crazy. It's crazy. Man, like, um, the other day, I, I love working in this town. It's, it's fucking crazy. You see some shit out here in these streets. Like, the other day, I was working out by the Castro, and I saw a naked dude walking straight towards me. It was all out when he was flopping and shit. I was like, oh, orale. So, fucking, I had to say something. I had to say something. I was like, hey, put a fucking mask on. Cover that shit up. <laughs> fucking crazy. Man, coronavirus had a lot of motherfuckers tripping, but... One positive thing about coronavirus is it put a mass shooting, uh, it put a stop to mass shootings for a while. But now that everything is opening, motherfuckers seem to be opening up. I'm just saying, you know, it's a fact, not a cap. Speaking of busting caps, uh, let's move on to slaps. What's up with all these celebrities as of lately just smacking the fuck out of people? Everyone's pretty familiar with Will Smith and then Christian Ronaldo two weeks ago smacked the fuck out of an autistic kid for recording him being a typical little faggy soccer player I the wind hit me I but fuck man and then Mike Tyson my man then was not high enough obviously yes on Wednesday fucking smack the shit out of some guy but no, what are you gonna do anyways I want to make this my safe space guys thank you guys after culturally appropriating all day at work and acting white I get to come here and act like a goon you know, an example of my appropriation is um, when I send an email, I'll be like, per my last email, pretty fucking passive aggressive. <laughs> what I really want to say is, I done told you, motherfucker. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But yeah, another quick example of my appropriation is one I stole from black folks. Basically, the 
mm-hmm. You know when someone's leave, like feeding you a bunch of shit, you're just like, mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other one is, mm-mm-mm. You know when you see some shit going down, down the street, like, oh, they're breaking into cars? Mm-mm-mm, motherfuckers. The last one I took from them was, I gotta take a boo-boo. Who knew you can make <laughs> who knew you can make taking a shit sound so cutesy? Thank you guys. You guys have a good night. Martin Lobato, everyone. Hooray! This that reminded me when I was little, we used to call our bums, we used to call them bobos. That's what we called our butts. We'd say, Oh, my bobo itches. Did anybody else call it the bobo when they were little? That's just my parents, a bobo. Okay. That's what, and my dad also had a thing. He liked to take pictures of us when we were going potty on the toilet. So there's a billion pictures of us when I was little going like, ah, <laughs> like he had a very squirrely sense of humor. Uh, your next comedian, also very squirrely sense of humor. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yay. <laughs> I'm half Asian. I didn't call my butt Bobo. I called my balls Bobo. Point is, I'm half black. No, is, is that where we cut the line off? Fuck you guys. That joke made sense, all right? Was it not tapioca? Ta -ta uh, ooh. I can say the N-word now, people. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Don't put that on the podcast. Fuck, it's on the podcast. <laughs> All right. We're having fun. Uh, Pam, um, when our cops are out there, Pam uh, actually um, blamed me. She's like, hi, our cops are out here. But then this motherfucker over here, I'm not going to say her name because you're Hispanic and I don't care. We're just like, you know, it was your fault. It was your fault. You no, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for saying something like that. <laughs> yeah, it is, though. It's crazy. Um, I'll do this. Like, uh, I'm a carpenter. And... Um, I feel like um, uh, guest bathrooms are completely pointless. They're, they're weird. You know, I remember being like a little kid and having like sleepovers. My friends would come over. You know what I mean? And I I tell my friends like, hey, anything in my house you can have. All right. You need an extra pair of shorts to sleep in. You can have that. You want some food? You can have that. But you see this place where I shit in? You can't have that. You get your own place to shit in. By the way, this place is right next to the TV room, so we can hear you shitting it. And also, it comes with all the nice stuff, all right? Um, it comes with, yeah, Kelly just came out the um, guest bathroom with that. But uh, it comes with all the nice stuff. Like, we have, like, embroidered fucking hand towels in the guest bathroom. In our bathroom, we just have fucking, you know, regular throwaway towels. Sorry, none of you are white, so you don't get what I'm talking about, you know? A guest bathroom is a place where, like, we have so much money that, like, you can just, like, say, like, oh, you're poor, you're living, you're crashing over here. Shit in the outhouse. But the outhouse is nicer than my house. You guys are just jealous now. All right. That's what it is. Um, you have the smile of a white lady, but I can tell you're, well, you're dressed like a white lady with your, um, your, the boots and then the, the pants pulled up right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love it because like, like being white now is a bad thing. Being white is bad. Like the, like the whitest person in here, her last name's Kraut. All right. That's Lauren Kraut over there. Um, she is a she's an adorable grandmother who um, who whose safe word is Mein Kampf. <laughs> All right, it's actually called Mein Kunt. <laughs> Fuck you, that's hilarious. All right, I'm standing by that. Um, it's actually nine cunt if she says no, which means nine people are waiting in line for <laughs> Lauren Kraut. Oh God, I'm sexually harassing you, Lauren. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Is anybody else sorry? What's up? Do you want to be? <laughs> oh, that means I have to fuck your son. What the hell is going on? Uh, hell yeah. Are you her son? Do you want to be her son? You, 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 do look like, you do look like your last name's Kraut. You could. You, you, look like, you, look like, you look like you work at a strip club who all the strippers' last name are Kraut. It's a kraut. <laughs> hey, what's up, my uh, Nazi? <laughs> I am literally on stage right now, and I'm yelling at German people. Yes. Yes. All right, guys, it's a joke. He's black. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's Simche. Yeah. Um. You know, Simche, I'm gonna call you back. No, 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 no. He was saying the N-word. He was going the N-word. He's a black guy. It's okay. Um, but, like, where the fuck do I go from that? <laughs> you know? It's like, you know, my, my best friend called me. And I'm like, he, he used to do comedy, too. He's like, you know, like, he usually supports me all this stuff. He's like, no, I'm going to fuck up a set right now by saying the N-word constantly on there. Thank God he didn't actually hear you that. Um, you should... You, why the fuck? Right, hold up. We we need to address. We need to address. We need to address. Why are you? Oh, did I get the? Um, yeah. I did. I'm sorry. Point is, Miguel's a racist. Um, and I'll I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. Um, you guys know that phrase? Uh, pizza's like sex. If it's bad, it's still pretty good. Have you guys heard that phrase? I got my own phrase. Pizza's like sex. I'm banned from Domino's. Pizza's like sex. The first time I had it, my parents um, paid for it. Pizza's like sex. I don't like it with fruits. Vegetables are welcome. I'll fuck a paraplegic. That's my time, people. Yay! Hunter Uniac, everyone! Woo-hoo! He's, he's off the rails, off the rails. Yoo-dee-doo! You're a nice comedian, super funny guy. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans! Yay! Hey, thanks, everybody. Uh, who is lonely, huh? Is anybody else... Yeah, I uh, I like to be around people, uh, but if they talk to me, I am very offended. Like, I don't want you to talk to me. I like a coffee shop experience. That's it. Don't invite me to your party. Um, actually, do invite me to your party, but I'm not going to come. But if you don't invite me, I am going to cry. So, you know, figure that out. Um, I... Uh, I wish I could travel back in time and, like, talk to my 20-year-old self... Sometimes. Do you ever have that, like, feeling? Because you just didn't know anything, you know? You're just so fucking dumb at 20. And if I could, I'd travel back, and I'd be like, I know you're not having sex a lot right now. And it doesn't get a lot better, so just fuck it. Let's save us both some time. Golden Gate Bridge is that way. Too dark. All right. <laughs> uh, what else was I going to fucking say? Uh, bah, 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 da, da. I was ta- I was supposed to talk about my emotions, so this is it. Um, fuck my emotions. I, yeah. Um, uh, no. I, here's something I've been thinking about lately. Uh, you know, if Hillary Clinton would have won the election in 2016, I don't think that means that like that's like a supposed to be a high water mark for like women's equality, right? I don't think it really is because she is the best female politician you know she's like amazing at it you know like murdering journalists and you know 
going to lizard parties or whatever, you know, getting the real vaccine, sterilizing the rest of us. She's the best, all right? If she makes it, that's what you expect to happen, okay? Women aren't equal until one of the real housewives is president. That's when women are equal, all right? We need Sharia up there throwing a glass of wine into the face of the British prime minister. That's what I'm saying. That's how you get politics done. Um, all right. That's fucking new and okay then. Um, I fucking, I am so frustrated with Amazon. It's such a shitty company. First of all, they mistreat their workers. Uh, they crush their competition. They've completely decimated the brick and mortar retail market. And I have been a Amazon Prime member for nine years. <laughs> I can't not get the deals, you know? I am poor, so I need to save 30% is a lot for me. I haven't paid my taxes in two years, so, you know, this is... How the fuck am I supposed to solve the world's problems? Um, my uh, a friend of mine, uh, we all know him, he does a joke about... Uh, he likes to say that uh, if you invite him to, like, house it for you you might as well be asking him to have sex in your bed. Like, that's essentially what you're asking. So I was like, you want a house sit for me? He's like, I didn't think you were going out of town. I was like, I am not. <laughs> and then I fucked him. No, I just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I... my Oh, God, where was I going? Oh, yeah, I was in Texas over the, uh, the Christmas holidays. And my mom works at Home Depot, so I was, like, hanging out there waiting for her to get off work. And um, I struck up a conversation with just this random guy who was hanging out at Home Depot. And uh, I learned that uh, you don't do that. Don't talk to strangers at Home Depot in Texas because he had some ideas for me. I told him I got vaccinated. His response was, shouldn't have done that. Mm-mm. No, it makes you gay. It makes you gay. Yeah. So I fucked him. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Thank you. That's my time. Kelly Evans with the callbacks like a professional. Your next comedian. What a lovely lady she is. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Ashley Tomajan. Give it up for your host, Pam, everybody. Woo! Oh my gosh. Um, I've been going through some health problems, kind of. Uh, I had a layer of my cervix burnt off recently, and that was fun. Um, my doctor's a little bit sadistic, though, because she actually I had to try the procedure without sedation first before they let me try it with sedation. And I got to tell y'all, I don't think anyone could live through that unless they were quadriplegic. It was very painful. So um, so I got that shit going on. Yeah. Um, and then, early, so I, I work with kids, and um, I, I help out in a high school, and uh, I found out that a bunch of my students are all of a sudden driving, and and they have car, or they, they're using the car, and I'm just like, fuck, are you able to drive when you've had to take biology three times and are still not passing? If I wanted to to use the car when I was failing at class, my parents like you're not going nowhere. Open up a fucking book and get those grades up. I'm I, I, yeah. So I was I was a little appalled about that. Like wow, okay, good for them. 
All right. <laughs> so, um, do any of you guys know what a sad Lincoln is? No. It's when a guy shoots a load in the back of your head in a theater. <laughs> a sad Lincoln. A sad Lincoln. Now, no, I'm referencing President Lincoln getting shot in the head by John Wilkes Booth. All right. So, um, so a sad Lincoln. This has happened to me twice. Um, the first time was in theater camp, and the second time was in a movie theater. Now, that's not the end of the joke, though. My mom has heard this joke, and she laughed really hard. Because, and she never told me this before, anybody in my family, that right after my mom and dad got married, they went to an X-rated theater to see a porno together. And when they sat down in the back, a woman turned around and said, will you please move over? I don't want him to come in my hair. <laughs> and I was dying. Mom and dad had a lot spicier sex life than I thought they did. Sweet Jesus. Um, lately, for the past, like I don't know, 10 years or so, my dad's favorite thing to say is um, at family gatherings, like, hey, Bill, how are you doing? He says, well, life would be better if I had a willing sexual partner. And then he kind of nod to my mom, and my mom would just be like, oh, Bill, shut the fuck up. Like, she, she wouldn't say it. She would kind of, oh, Bill. Like, and... uh and so there was this content, this problem because my dad didn't want to get the um, the vac the vaccination for for the COVID, and 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 so it was it was a problem. And they were fighting about it, and so finally my dad got it, and I'm like, hey mom, why don't you why don't you give him some nookie for that, you know, a little exchange there? And uh, she didn't, and she was mad that I suggested it. All right, that's my time. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Woo! Keep it going for Ashley Tomagen. Hooray! We have one last comedian for you. He's a new guy. I'm so, super excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Owesta. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus. How the hell are you guys? So if you guys... Is this mic on? Yes, it is. Okay. If you guys came late, Pam informed us that she doesn't take number two. She takes number sixes because they swirl. <laughs> and guess what, Pam? I take figure eights, because I shit infinitely. Oh, by the way, Lauren, I, I, thought that, uh, I thought that Woodstock was an old dyke with an eating disorder. All right, on to the plan jokes, folks. Uh, so I was watching TV, because my Netflix account was, was uh, cut off, and I saw that Mike Pence was on The View, just like Trump. And he was on, he was on The View with his daughter, just like Trump. And just like Trump, he said some creepy-ass shit. You know, like the the um, the host or whatever talking about how like prettier his daughter was, and he was like, "Yeah, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd probably be dating her husband." Thank you. Um, speaking of which, uh, I just lost my job. I got fired. I was a realtor, pretty good realtor, and my niche was uh, I I kind of fell into this niche somehow. Uh, Same-sex couples who were uh, uh, facing housing discrimination. The reason I got fired was was when my billboard went up. Evidently, they didn't like my billboard. I thought I had a pretty good slogan, helping you put the homo in homeowner. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was clever, but, you know, they fired me for that shit. All right. 
So now that the bars are open and we don't have to wear masks, I'm going out because fucking dating sites don't work for me. So I'm like, let me do it in real life. So like my game is just it, like it works, but it's just weird. I don't know how the hell it works. I don't know how the hell I don't get slapped. Like I met this girl named Beverly Monique. And like most guys, normal guys would be like, oh, Beverly Monique, that's a pretty name. Or I like hyphenated name because I'm from the South and shit like that. <laughs> Me, I'm just like, how much rapport can I build with her before I start calling her a Bevmo? Ah, ah, ah. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, who else? What, what, what other girl did I talk to? Oh, I met a girl named Kadifa. Q-A-D-I-F-A-H. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And she's like, she said, yeah, it means, uh, it means she who seeks knowledge in the native tongue of my great-grandmother. And in my head, I'm like, oh, don't fucking say it, Oesta. Don't just keep your fucking mouth shut. Just say it's a pretty name. And get your dick wet and just, <laughs> just, just leave it at that. Don't do it for the comedy. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's from uh, Northeast Africa. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And she's like, Are, you look like you're familiar with that name. I'm like, mm, yeah. I'm like, yeah, um, see, my great-grandmother's from Afghanistan. And in her native language, it means beach towel. <laughs> but she got me back, though. She got a good clap back. She was like, motherfucker, there ain't no beaches in Afghanistan. I was like, touche. And she was like, how you know my cousin Touche? <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick. Do you think Touche puts that little accent mark over the E in his name? Nah, I think it's just T-U-S-H-A-Y, Touche, that's, yeah. But yeah, speaking of Afghanistan, you know, I was at my aunt's house and she was watching these game shows in Afghanistan. And I didn't, I didn't catch the whole thing because I had to go, but I was like, I was like, I wonder if like, you know how like in the American TV uh, game shows, you know, the, the contestants uh, um, introduce themselves, they're like, yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Dave, I'm an engineer, father of two, and I like to, I like to hike. And Afghanistan, they're like, oh yeah, hi, I'm Dawood, I'm a father of two, husband of four, and I like to have sex with my multiple wives. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Keep your hands clapping for Oesta. That's gotta be the end, because I've gotta teach them how to close down. I'm sorry, because we've gotta get to Slate Bar to get another set in. Yeah, we can do it, everybody. We made it through the list. All right, everybody. That's been the happy hour. Have a good night. We'll see you at Slate. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah.
international banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking, quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 4.99. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big splits and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. 
Hey, Mutineer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how Listen to 
at live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio. The world's deadliest assassins are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. It's six o'clock, everybody. Hey, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is not happy hour. There's no happiness. Everybody has COVID-19. No one is out. The comedy scene is dead. Uh, But tonight, actually, at seven o'clock, you can go to the Mutiny Radio YouTube. You can subscribe and watch Comedy from the Bunker. We're going to have a bunch of different comedians from wherever they are zooming in, doing sets, be live on our Mutiny radio YouTube that you can subscribe to. Thanks, John Garside, for hooking all of this up with your smarty pants. Super smarty pants. And I'm going to do this crazy thing with the Zoom. We're going to be able to hear it. We're going to see what happens. I don't know how technology works. But I am down here at Mutiny Radio. I'm going to play some music for you guys. You're welcome to give me a call. 415-550-0511. Hey, tell me what you're doing. How are you coping without stage time? <laughs> are you... Are you freaking out yet? Uh, we're going to have some fun comedy tonight. I actually have to look at my jokes and see what I'm going to do. We'll keep enjoying music. This is, I'm like newly obsessed with a band called The Death Grips because, surprise, Westworld. Westworld 3 is out and there's this amazing song on the soundtrack. And I'm like, this is an incredible song. Oh, it's this, this is new music. Turns out they're from like 2012 and before. So, ha ha ha. Joke's on me. Old stuff is still cool. So uh, listen to a little Death Grips, and then I'm going to be playing some more stuff from the Westworld soundtrack, because it's so good. Don't you love Westworld? Isn't it the smartest show on TV? Yeah, yeah. Give me a call, 415-550-0511, mutinyradio.fm. Fuck the cell, fuck the cell. If you need to buy 
left us in Are you so funny? I said, yeah. I can't see anyone else smiling. Are you sure? You want to live like common people. You want to see whatever common people see. Want to sleep with common people. You want to sleep with common people like me. But she didn't. Now I need on black. Hell gone out, it's not 
and my horns are glow. Then a bet drop a bullet through your butt and hole. You're making me uncomfortable. Slumber, tell my cavalry. Sam man points you down to me. Hashman make the rest of atrophy. Uh, I am. Um. 